Well, here's the latest news from our friends in Washington. Overall disapproval of Obama hits a record high of 59%. 59% disapproval. Could it be the Obamacare rollout? Could it be the disaster in Ukraine? Could it be that and more? Let's ask the Weekly Standard, Steve Hayes. Steve, thanks so much for your time. Hey, Michael. How are you? Uh, better than Obama. I don't think my disapproval has hit 59% yet. No, I think that's unlikely anytime soon. <laughs> I don't know. I, I usually linger in the mid to high 50s, but 50, seriously, think about that. It's not, you know, it, Early on in the Obama presidency, we saw resilience with his approval numbers because, you know, the, histor- the history, the first black president, it means so much. He's, you know, he's the charming guy, great family. People just didn't want to disapprove of him. They clearly have gotten over <laughs> their... <laughs> reluctance to disapprove, Steve. I think they have. I mean, you know, early in the administration, there was a sense, uh, even from people who might not have agreed with with many of his policies, that they wanted the guy to do well, uh, maybe on a personal level. People liked him personally. We saw this in the polling in the lead-up to the 2012 presidential election. But that's gone now. And I think, I do think that, you know, both with the sort of incompetence and ineptness that we've seen internationally, right. um, as evidenced most especially in Syria and Ukraine, but then also the Obamacare rollout, not just not just the rollout itself, but the, the process now that we've seen the administration engaged in to salvage the law, which is just uh, totally ahistorical. They're, they're making it up as they go along. They're changing deadlines. There are no rules. This is something that everybody can recognize is in total chaos, and I think people get that. And, you know, it's fascinating to watch people like Senator Reid and Jay Carney and others look us in the eye, Steve, and say, no, we are not delaying the deadline past March 31st, but we are letting you sign up after March 31st. But that's not a delay. No, that's wrong. Stop saying that. And for nor- once again, normal people, they don't know the ins and outs of the law. They just know that when you say we're, you know, uh, it depends on what your definition of delay is, that what they're getting isn't legit. You know what I mean? That's absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly right. You know, people, I think by this point, most people know somebody who's been affected in one way or the other right. by the law and by the changes in, in the healthcare sector. But even if you don't, you can understand that when the president says, if you like your plan, you can keep it, and then that turns out not to be true. And the doctors, that turns out not to be true. The deadlines, that turns out not to be true. The individual mandate, not going to be enforced. Now it is going to be enforced. The employer mandate, delayed. I mean, it doesn't. you don't have to be paying very close attention to the actual substance of the law to understand that the process is a total disaster. But, it's a, but like you were saying, it's... Normally, process, you know, who cares about process? But this is the kind of process and dumbness that normal people can really relate to. I also think, even though most Americans, let's face it, Steve, we couldn't find Ukraine on a map. We, we, we're still looking for the the that they used to have, and this apparently disappeared. Now it's just Ukraine. But, but, we, but we can sense the difference between a strong America whose words matter and whose influence extends out into troubled places versus a weak America that is being laughed at. And we, I think the average American perceives the snickering that's going on in Moscow and in Syria and in Iran at the United States. Well, sure. And, and if, if, you, if you would have asked you know, the average American six, eight, ten, twelve months ago, 
what would be the reaction of the United States if Vladimir Putin decides to roll tanks into right. a sovereign country and attempt to take over? I think everybody would have just assumed that the United States would have done something uh, meaningful, um, you know, theoretically, would have done something meaningful to, to try to stop him. But that's clearly not the case with this president. And what you see from the White House, what you see from the administration is sort of a continual grasping at anything that could allow him to sort of position himself as tough, whether it's tough language, whether it's the announcement of sanctions, but nothing that will actually affect Vladimir Putin's actions in any appreciable way. And I think everybody sees that. Again, this is one of these things where you don't have to know the ins and outs of what was happening in Sebastopol right, you know, exactly. 10 years ago. or You can just see that this president is, is grasping at straws. And the fact that it comes on the heels of the embarrassment over Syria's red line. Again, not, most people didn't want the United States to intervene militarily in mm-hmm. Syria. But they sure understand that when the president of the United States stands up and says, this is the red line, you will not use chemical weapons or you will face serious consequences. And then the president, in effect, does nothing and uses Congress to hide behind so that he can mask, uh, he can pretend that he's constrained externally. I think people see that for what it is, which is American weakness. I, I agree. And asking us to not see it for the president to keep saying, no, 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 it's Putin who's weak. It's the Russians who are weak. You know, we're doing great. I mean, when you ask people to believe things that they know are absolutely untrue, it has an impact on them and their confidence in you. And the, you know, the who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes line, rarely works for high elected officials, Steve. No, exactly. I mean, th- there's no question that we've seen an erosion of his credibility. We did see that in the lead up to the 20. 20- 12 elections to some extent, but we saw it most dramatically in 2013 when you had the series of scandals, whether it was the AP, whether it was uh, Benghazi, what have you, where things that the White House was saying on a day-to-day basis just didn't add up. Right. And again, I, I think the reason that we've seen this pretty dramatic drop in his uh, approval rating and, and subsequent rise in his disapproval rating is precisely that. These are not things that the average person, you know, Jay Leno's man on the street interviews can produce people who understand that what's going on with the White House, what's going on with the president. doesn't need to be somebody who's terribly sophisticated about, you know, exactly all of the intimate policy. I absolutely agree. You know what else it does? When when Washington is this out of control, it inspires candidates, or, or it helps candidates like Joni Ernst. She's the woman running out in Iowa trying to become the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. I'm just going to play for you the very beginning of her new TV ad, Steve. I'm yep. Joni Ernst. I grew up castrating hogs on an Iowa farm. So when I get to Washington, I'll know how to cut pork. And you know they got the pig squealing, and it seems like a silly ad. And you know, and you know, this it's it's not the level of gravitas one associates with running for U.S. Senate. But I got to tell you, Steve, I think there are a bunch of people who are ready for someone to show up and start knocking heads. They really feel like they've been that the elites don't know what they're doing. They really need some common sense or something, some other force to act on them and bring these effete academic elites back into reality. I don't know if it's an Iowa hog farmer, but I like her idea, Steve. No, exactly right. Look, I think that's easily the best ad of the cycle so far. I mean, I don't think, there's, I don't think we've seen any ad that approaches that one for a number of reasons, but I mean, I think what you point out is, is exactly right. It's exactly what Washington needs. But what's, what's made that ad so effective, I mean, the 30 seconds is effective in and of itself, but what's made it sort of doubly effective, triply effective, 
two things. You had her opponent or her, her potential yes. general election opponent, Bruce Braley, mock the idea of being an Iowa farmer when he was talking about current <laughs> Senator Chuck Grassley. Um, and, and, and was let, let me just interrupt, Steve. Mocking, mocking farmers in Iowa is as stupid as mocking Kennedys in Massachusetts. You clearly don't exactly. understand your audience, but go ahead. Exactly. One of the dumbest things you could possibly say. And he said it at what was to have been a private function. It's just sort of like a 47% tape. It made it out. And his, his campaign's been scrambling ever since. Now, Jody Ernst is one of two leading candidates on the Republican mm-hmm. side in Iowa um, fighting to win the Republican nomination. The fact that that Bruce Braley gaffe was made public on the same day yes. that she released this castration <laughs> ad may be just a happy coincidence, but uh, it's certainly working in, in her advantage. And to, to underscore your point, what makes the ad so effective is not just the fact that I think you'll see a lot of people in Iowa who can identify sure. with that that's exactly what Washington needs, but also the reaction from these sort of liberal coastal folks. You know, the the, the folks in Washington, D.C. reacted with horror. It's totally inappropriate. You shouldn't do that. It's way over the top. Or isn't she silly? And I think the fact that it's gotten so much tension and you've had that kind of a reaction from the D.C. established world and, and elsewhere um, reinforces the entire point of the ad in the first place. Steve Hayes, thanks so much for joining us here on, on Michael Graham's show. I really appreciate your time. Always great to hear from you from Washington, D.C. 